Hey, beautiful people. So excited to have you here for the first episode of the Grab Life podcast. Grab Life is all about taking positive action towards a brighter and more vibrant future for not only ourselves, but for others too. Stories of overcoming adversity, great will, and or hope show us that it's never too late to grab life by the horns. The power is with us to change the things that we need to change, and we do that by daring to live our truth, continuing to learn, and fight for what's right every day. I'm Avery Underwood, and I am your host. I am a health and wellness coach, and I am here to empower you to live your life for you and find your version of wellness your way. And today on the podcast for the first episode, which is so exciting, is Marissa from Empower London, all-around boss babe, anti-diet fitness, all about empowerment and self-love and moving your body for the love of it, not for aesthetic reasons. And we just had so much to talk about, and she's just such a beautiful soul and person, and can't wait for her to inspire you like she's inspired me. So let's get to it. Also, there is a really hilarious bit in the middle of the podcast where it sounds like I'm saying a word that didn't actually come out of my mouth, but there was a little glitch. So I hope that you can delight in the bit where I say butthole instead of bubble. Hi. So today we have with us Marissa Hussein from Empower London, who is an online fitness and empowerment coach. Welcome, Marissa. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Me too. Okay, so we'll start off with a quick fire round just to get things going. Okay. So it's called grab and go. So I'll list two things and pick the one that you would like to grab and go. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Still or sparkling? Still. Summer or winter clothes? Oh, summer all day. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Cat or dog? Dogs. DMs or trainers? Oh, um, I've just been in my DMs actually, but yeah, I'm gonna say DMs. Okay, fair. Although Different occasions, right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm a fitness instructor, so I should probably say trainers, but I love my DMs. And <laughs> um, pen or pencil? Mm, pen, I guess. Marmite or peanut butter? Ooh, pea peanut butter. Nice. Pizza or pasta? Oh, that's tough. I know. That is really <laughs> tough. I'm a big fan of carbs. So, I again, the occasion. But oh, Which one could you not live without? That is... I'm going to maybe say pasta, you know. I feel like that's controversial, but... Fair. I do love, like, it's so... It's just what you need in winter. I feel like because we're in winter right now, that's why I'm saying pasta. Yeah, like pasta bakes, right? Oh, gnocchi yeah. bake. Oh, oh so gnocchi. Yeah, <laughs> I love gnocchi. I love it. Um, tea or coffee? I actually drink neither. I'm not a hot drink oh, gal. I know. Wow. Oh, my God. Not even like an herbal tea. Uh, yeah, if I had to, I would do a peppermint or like a fruit tea. But yeah, not or actually, I just had the best hot chocolate ever. Okay, so it's like an occasional so, thing for you. Yeah, definitely an occasional thing. What is it about hot drinks, though? Because I always find it really um, crazy when I hear that people don't like hot drinks. I don't. Well, I actually have. This is going to sound crazy, but um, <laughs> I have a bit of a tea bag phobia. 
Why? <laughs> I, just, I, hate, I hate tea bags. Like, <laughs> like once they've been in tea, when they're all wet and like, like wrinkly, tea bags. that creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I always like had an aversion into tea, and then I don't know. I've just never, never really drank coffee either. I just, I don't know. Never got into Fair it. Fair enough. Oh my mm. god! I wonder if you had like an experience as a child with like a wrinkly tea bag. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I genuinely think I must have done because I've always and so because of that, I also don't really like using teaspoons because I know they've been in contact <laughs> with tea bags. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. That's great. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> um, book or podcast? Um. I wish I could say book because I used to love reading but I'm going to be honest I'm so bad these days so I think I'm much more likely to listen to a podcast these days just because I never find the time to read and that's that's not good but yeah Fair enough. that's where I went. Okay <laughs> yeah. cool. Guacamole or salsa? Uh, guac I think. Jeans or trackies? trackies I have given up jeans forever yeah (laughs) I just think that they're so uncomfortable I know I can't honestly since lockdown like even leggings now are a bit much like yeah a bit bit pinchy yeah I've never understood people who are like oh I'm just gonna wear like comfy clothes today and they put on a pair of jeans I'm like what what do you mean (laughs) yeah I know no way okay cool so that that's the end of the quick fire round oh that was fun I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Marissa, you are a freelance personal trainer, fitness instructor, online business owner, and professional dancer and actress. You have a yeah. qualification in level three PT, a BA in dance, and you're also part of a Bollywood dance group and you're going to be in a Hollywood film next year. So do you want to maybe tell us, maybe tell us about the journey? Yeah, your journey into all of that to now and maybe the Hollywood film next year. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds very eclectic when you say it like that, but in my <laughs> head, like it, it it made sense as a progression. But um, yeah, so I've always I've always danced basically, like you know, did the classic like ballet and tap as a little girl, and just continued that through, and made a choice which I guess would definitely be the kind of definition of grabbing life when I was when I left school I kind of had the choice between going to uni and doing like you know a kind of standard route and instead I chose to audition and go to drama school um so I did that and yeah trained full-time in like dance and musical theater um amazing graduated three and a half years ago now um and basically like that industry is crazy hard to kind of get into it's not a very stable industry and you can put a lot of work into it and not get a lot back from it so the fitness thing just kind of started as a side hustle um because I just literally thought it was a good way to like you know have a bit of like supporting income and it was more of a thing where like I could put in and get out of it like I could get out of it what I put in kind of thing. Um, yeah. Whereas like the acting and dance world didn't always feel like that. So, so yeah, I started teaching at the kind of like boutique fitness studios in London. Um, teaching kind of started with like dance, fitness, bar, that kind of stuff. Um, and then thought, okay, I might as well get my PT qualification So I did all that and then I don't know it's strange it just kind of gradually 
took over um and I just got more and more passionate about wanting to make movement like accessible and enjoyable for people because because I'd always danced for me like moving my body had always been something that I did out of the love of doing it and going into the fitness world and like seeing how much it was manipulated to make people feel like bad about their bodies and people saw it as like a punishment and yeah I I was just like never comfortable with that so I kind of started coming up with these ideas the name empower like kind of came first actually and I was just like I want to I just want to take this further and I want to like do something I want to kind of go out on my own and do something that um I'm I'm I believe in because I kind of got sick of like working in places where I just didn't quite align with like their values um in terms of fitness so so yeah then the kind of idea for Empower was born but I was still juggling my other career so I was still auditioning for like dancing and acting jobs I was doing bits and bobs with that and then it was summer last year when I finally decided to quit my like employed job as a fitness instructor at this place that I just really like didn't didn't get on well with like the kind of values so I finally just took that plunge I quit that job and kind of just I don't know I just like opened myself up to finding like my purpose I guess and in that time it was weird it was like everything kind of just fell together so I started working more on like my own stuff on empower and that's when I also found the Bollywood troupe um which all kind of fitted because I'm I'm half Indian but basically I'd never like found my place in the dance and the acting world because of my ethnicity because like it's a yeah it's a very um closed industry and it's you know typecasting is a real thing and it's it's just quite difficult as like an actor of color and someone who's so specific I'm really short as well which is really like bad for the dancing world I'm like five foot um so I'd never like found my place there so I I found this Bollywood group and I literally like spoke to the girl that runs it and she was like oh my god like you're small you're Indian like you're perfect for this and I was like no one's ever told me that before like in this industry that must have been such a nice feeling to be like yeah been accepted yeah literally and it was it was just strange because I'd literally left I'd finally plucked up that courage to leave this place where I just totally felt like I didn't fit in and and then I came across this Bollywood group and then alongside started building up my own my own thing with the fitness stuff and everything just kind of started to fall into place um and then yeah it was this time last year then I kind of got um with the Bollywood group we we shot for this Hollywood film I can't I don't think I'm allowed to say what it is um because it was men to come up this year but because of you know everything I think it's postponed till next year but that was like probably the highlight of my um performing career so that was really exciting but again I was still like juggling everything so like my the fitness stuff ended up taking like a bit of a backseat for a while and then um weirdly when lockdown happened for me I appreciate how like 
lucky and privileged I am because of this but it's been a bit of a blessing because it gave me the time which I just never had before to actually just sit and focus on starting a business um so yeah actually not like empower wouldn't really be a thing if lockdown hadn't have happened I don't think yeah I totally feel you on that like yeah this whole year has been yeah as an emerging small business to have the time to actually like not have the distractions of going out and like seeing yeah. friends or whatever just having to like knuckle down and being like what do I actually really want like let's put all of my energy into this like, I've definitely had a very similar experience in that respect um, yeah I think it's been great for many people for those reasons. They've kind of been able to, you know, grab their passions and be able to dedicate the time into it. So I'm glad that you were able to do that. But like you say, it is a very privileged position and something I am also very grateful for. Yeah, definitely. It is crazy how it's just those little things like, yeah, it's like the social commitments. Suddenly not having that pressure just allows you to, yeah, to really focus and it is a nice place. It's a nice feeling to like just finally have that kind of space to breathe a little bit. Yeah, totally. So in terms of your career, is acting like kind of out now or are you maybe going to dabble a little bit like here and there? Yeah, I, I actually don't know. I'm going to kind of see where things take me because I currently I am actually having like a break from auditioning, um, like a kind of official break. Um, because it was that thing. It's just having the headspace to focus on two things. It was just getting too much. Um, even if, because in the acting world, even if you're not working, like you're always auditioning and they come up last minute and you like, I would literally get self tapes. They'd have to be in for the next day. And it would, it was getting to the point where it was frustrating me because all I wanted to do was focus on building this business. And I think that that kind of struck a chord because I was like okay this thing started off as my side hustle like and acting was always the main goal whereas now things have definitely flipped in my head because I found such like a passion and a purpose for this um so yeah I don't know at the minute it's on hold but I'm yeah I'm gonna see where things lead in the future I mean the end goal like also the whole point of starting this business was to give me the freedom and the time to focus more on acting like the idea that this would eventually become some kind of like passive income and then I could just you know like freely go about my life and audition when I fancied it um so we'll see if I ever make it to that point yeah never say never right no exactly so you talked a little bit about working within the boutique fitness industry do you want Mm. to tell us a little bit about your experience of that and why you left yeah it's it's hard and obviously I don't want to like you know talk badly but there was just a certain there's like a certain kind of caliber of boutique fitness especially in London I think where it it just ends up being a toxic environment I think and they kind of I'm I was uncomfortable with the fact that they kind of uphold well they say they uphold these values of like health and well-being but actually they're then like shaming body shaming instructors like not employing instructors because they don't have a certain physique they're not small enough or like bitching about people that come to class because they don't have that physique yeah I know it was bad vibes really bad vibes like very a little bit 
culty and like a bit very mm. clicky and it was just that whole like facade of health and wellness and everyone's happy and like you know at the top of their game and the cl- some of the classes are like you know you work until you want to throw up and that is what we're aiming for and it was just too much for me and I was just like uh yeah I just never I never felt like I fitted in and they were trying to kind of mold me and I got this all the time they were like you're just you're too nice and um what does that even mean it was just, <laughs> I just I just tell like my teaching style is to just tell people they're amazing like the whole way through <laughs> yeah because it's empowering and it's nice yeah it, it gets people motivated exactly and that's how I I think that's because that's how I'm motivated like I like to be told that I'm great all the time <laughs> you know what I mean whereas yeah. like I get that in that world they some of that clientele like they wanted to be worked hard and they wanted to be you know like a bit more tough love but that's just it's just not me and I think it I just was at that stage in my life where in every job that I was in in both industries it felt like I was trying to be molded into this box and into this version of myself that I just wasn't and it just got to the point I actually I think I had one little kind of mini life coaching session with a friend and she really said something to me that stuck and it was like you get to choose whose opinions of you that you take on board and yeah that was it because in that time I was taking on the opinions of like my bosses at this this fitness place and they were just making me feel like I wasn't I wasn't right like my personality was wrong and everything about me was wrong and then she just said that to me like you get to choose whether you take their opinions on board or not and I was just like yeah and actually I don't want to take their opinions on board because I don't agree with their methods of you know instructing and I don't necessarily vibe with their personality so why am I going to let their opinions influence the way I see myself and as soon as I let that go like I said I, I got that courage I quit the job and it was strange how everything just seemed to kind of I just seemed to attract like the right things well that's what happens when you're like living within your life purpose and within your like own energy stream you know like you literally attract what you're putting out to the world so when you're feeling stifled or like you know if if you're in that toxic fitness environment and you know you feel like you're not fitting in and like people are berating you and you're feeling down about yourself like you're just gonna feel shit in general like that's the energy that's going to be coming out from you so it makes total sense and I really want to applaud your courage for breaking away it I think it really takes a lot to be able to understand what's wrong and be brave enough to go out and figure out what you need for yourself definitely yeah and that was honestly the most empowering thing I've ever done was go into that room it was like I was having a meeting with them and going into that room with my resignation letter in my bag and they didn't know that I was gonna you know like kind of um, how my notice in and I did and I just went in there and I just said it and I felt I felt like I'd literally transformed into a different person <laughs> in that moment that. and I walked out <laughs> and I was like walking out with like such a spring in my step I just felt like I don't know so empowered it was yeah it was a bit mad <laughs> had you already come up with the name with empower before that moment uh yeah I think yeah I had 
I'd come up with the name and I'd like sort of started an Instagram account and I'd started trying to sort of freelance my way into like personal training um but since then the brands evolved like a lot and that was before I'd even really found the whole anti-diet movement and stuff which is interesting because at that time I kind of I knew that something didn't sit well about the fitness industry with me but I didn't I hadn't worked out what it was until I came across like the anti-diet movement health at every size like and intuitive eating and then when I found all that I was like oh this is this is where I fit like this is in yeah yeah (laughs) I love that I I remember when you first um, I think that you found me first you were like oh my god the colors they're the same and I was like oh yeah like look at your profile I was like oh my god this is so nice it was just like you're like the fitness side I'm like the eating side and it's just really nice that every time you post I'm like yes yes I know it's so nice on Instagram isn't it to have found that community um and it's yeah it is a lovely community because I've I'm gonna be honest I find Instagram like a hard place to be sometimes what in terms of like mindless scrolling or like I spend a lot of time on it just because of like posting and like doing stories is that what you mean yeah I think there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of pressure around it there's a so much comparison like it's so hard to not fall into the comparison trap on there and I think just knowing how toxic some of the corners of Instagram are even though you're not part of it like knowing that they're there and that they're so popular and they get pushed so much like that can be difficult you know what I mean I think what you're trying to say and correct me if I'm wrong is like it's almost quite draining when you're fighting against the status quo when everything else it seems like 95% of the message is kind of against you yeah. and you're there like come on like this is actually the way and it just yeah, yeah. it is it's really it's quite draining like it's amazing to be able to do the work because yeah, like I'm passionate in it you're passionate in it but mm-hmm. yeah it's there's definitely an element of drainage going on for sure completely yeah that is literally it and it's like you know that your life would be so much easier if you just conformed you know what I mean like if I was to suddenly start talking about weight loss and using before and after pictures I can guarantee it would be like Mm. easier to gain traction you know what I mean and that's sometimes yeah it's hard but I would never you know sell myself out (laughs) for engagement so how have you found like starting the business in general? Because I, I've seen that you post recently stuff about, um, you know, self-care has kind of fallen to the wayside and I agreed with you. <laughs> so I just want, just want to talk a little bit about how you found starting your own business and, you know, juggling everything, etc. Yeah, well, I think, like I say, I think like lockdown has for me been, a, yeah, it's been a good time because I've had a lot more opportunity to, to put the time into what I need and to not have the other pressures to cope with as well. But yeah, I mean, if I was, if I was doing this and the world was normal and I had, you know, like all these other commitments, I, I would definitely be struggling. Um, But yeah, I still, I think I'm just, I'm so passionate in the sense that it gets a bit obsessive sometimes. So I just find it very hard to switch my brain off, which can be a great thing in terms of like I'm definitely never short of like ideas and creativity but yeah it's really hard to find that balance I don't know if you find that but like it's you can sort of try and set those boundaries but the boundaries are so blurred when your business is also your like hobby and your passion 
Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's what I found the hardest, but then that's also like the best thing about it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really interesting that you say that actually, because I often find I try and set boundaries with myself. Like I set my phone on airplane mode mm. in the evening and then I won't turn it on until I get to my day job at like what nine that's the next good. day. So at least I have a bit of time to not look at notifications, etc. However, if I'm cooking a meal at night and I want to film it on my stories, I have to turn it off. And then all of a sudden I get all the notifications and it's like yeah. you get hit with this like rush of and you're like oh and then all of a sudden your brain is yeah. boiling again so I totally yeah, know what you mean definitely and that's the thing like you can switch your phone off but you can't always switch your brain off you know what I mean and I think yeah. I think that's the thing when we're doing something that's like a passion project it's it is like you know 24 7 um but yeah like I say I think that's the best thing about it but also the biggest downfall yeah, totally. What do you think the best thing is about having your own business that you found? Definitely the freedom. Like I, because as a fitness instructor, obviously your hours are usually horrible. Like I was very used to waking up at 5am and starting teaching at 7am and never ever getting enough sleep. I was so sleep deprived, like the whole time I worked in that industry. And now I can choose my hours like yeah I think it's definitely having that freedom and control and I think I'm a bit of a control freak I've realized so I think that's yeah definitely I think that's what I always needed and that's what I never got from from the acting world and from the fitness world I was always like being controlled by someone else and I think I just couldn't I couldn't cope with that do you think that uh, maybe there's some kind of like perfectionist tendencies that are creeping in as well that may not allow you to switch off? Because that's what I find sometimes. Like if I if I can feel myself like being a perfectionist and I'm like, oh, like I really want to do this like right now. And then I like all of a sudden my mind is yeah. going. It's like I find it really difficult to be like, OK, park that. Yeah. Write it down. You can get to it tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard because I think it's almost that fear as well. It's like you've once you're in that kind of flow and like, oh, you've suddenly had an idea. It's like I need to I need to do it now. Otherwise, tomorrow, that same inspiration like might not be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the energy isn't behind it anymore. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, perfectionism is yeah definitely something. It's it's because when it's your baby as well, like it's really hard to sort of let yeah. things slide, I guess. And but I definitely I've been really trying actually because I think it was last week when I sort of hit a bit of burnout and I just sort of took some time out and like put some nice software sounds on and I was like right I'm gonna sort of meditate on this and try and work out like where that's coming from like what is the belief that I hold that is stopping me from mm. switching off like there's obviously some kind of fear there and I think it is that fear of failure it's that like if I'm if I'm not thinking about it 24 7 I'm not I'm not doing enough or like I'm not going to get as far or I don't know yeah there was a thought that just came to me but it's not quite there (laughs) um yeah it's almost like the fear of I don't know like if you don't put in the effort consistently then like you might lose traction maybe yeah yeah exactly oh my god definitely because you feel like if like if you were to take I don't know a week off well, the algorithm like dies on you it's really frustrating so yeah. you kind of are like constantly yeah. having to be yeah. on 
But I mean, I just try and if I do take like a day off or a couple of days off and I notice the algorithm is not my friend that day, I just have to be like, right, it's fine. Like, it's going to get better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in, the long, in the long run, like it's not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to have that impact. And also in the long run, it's better for you to be caring for your well-being and taking breaks rather than like you know pushing through burning out and that's that's going to be more damaging so it's I mean I can say all this but it's actually believing it and putting it into practice so what did you do then to combat the burnout um I literally took three full days off I did like Friday Saturday Sunday I mean well I say I took it off I did like tiny I know like tiny little easy bits of work but I I like stayed in bed me and my boyfriend actually have this thing in lockdown um we keep building a den every weekend oh I love that I think I saw a picture of your den actually with like a little book and journal in it it's cute I, it's just I don't know something about doing that though really helps me to switch off because it's like I guess it's hard at the minute it's like a little bubble yeah it is a little bubble which I think it's difficult because obviously when we're working constantly from home and I don't have an office like my office is my living room so it's hard to switch off because there is no there's no physical change you know so I think building that den at the weekend just helps me create that boundary and it's like when I'm in that place I'm I'm relaxing you know what I mean yeah totally I did a post on this actually about um like work-life balance in lockdown mm. because of course like having small I don't I don't know what size your flat is or house or whatever you live no, in is not very big <laughs> yeah exactly so when you're in like a small amount of space and you work and you live in the same space like it's really important to either like work in a different room than your bedroom or like yeah. the room that you hang out in if you do have the space or otherwise like create some kind of ritual where you are leaving the work and coming back like going yes. for a walk after work or whatever yeah. so I totally understand the den being like your little bubble of like yes like this is me mm. just relaxing and switching off yeah definitely and I've actually really found that with I always used to like exercising in the mornings but now I've found since I'm working from home I actually love doing a little workout after work and I think that's the reason it's like it's the little bookend on like the end of the day you know what I mean yeah 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 totally Mm. whereas before I guess you'd be maybe coming back from work and just like relaxing at home exactly yeah after a commute I'd just be like yeah that's it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I love your ethos about empowering women to challenge societal norms beauty norms diet culture all of that we have that in common so I would love for you to tell me more about what this means to you and why it's important yeah I mean I think like I said it I don't know it's been like such an evolution um because it it started off from just wanting to share the joy of movement and then I think from that I realized that like to be able to enjoy movement and exercise for what it is we have to let go of the need to change our bodies and and with that yeah comes a whole host of other things because as women we're just constantly we're just constantly bombarded by these images of of health and of beauty and of what we think we should look like and it just it controls so much of what we do and and I I just think it's crazy how we don't we don't even notice it like until I found this movement I didn't even 
I didn't even know that that was a thing and I didn't even know that I'd been subjected to it because especially in the dance world um like I said it's it's very closed and you're expected to look a certain way and if you don't look that way you're not you're not worthy of a place in that in that industry and it's insane how as like a young woman I just accepted that and all my friends Mm -hmm. like we we just accepted that and that was the way it was and not just accepted it but we used to like thrive off of teachers saying things like that damaging messaging we used to thrive off it because it was like again it was like that tough love thing it was like yeah I need to I need to be pushing myself and working hard on myself and that's what that meant and now I've come through the other side of it I look back and I'm like oh my god like that was so damaging and I was so unhappy but at the time I didn't even realize it and that's what I now want to share with others is that you don't have to go through every day picking flaws at yourself and constantly worrying about what you eat or whether you've done enough steps or whether you've done the right kind of workout like you can find that peace and freedom and you can unlock all that time and energy that you've spent worrying about that to do other amazing things and follow your passions and find your purpose like and I just yeah it's just like it's insane how much those things hold us back just the amount of mental capacity that it takes to be like worrying about what we look like and that we're not good enough and like Mm. what we're eating etc like oh my god it's crazy there's so many more useful things that we could be doing exactly and I think once you see it like that and you and it starts getting to the point where you realize like okay we're literally being controlled for someone else's purpose you know what I mean like we're feeding into capitalism we're feeding into the patriarchy because we are just being kept small by worrying about what our bodies look like and yeah once you realize that and I think you realize how much more there is out there if you were to let that bit go like I think that's crazy and it's all about like being able to learn to tap into your intuition and like what you need all around yeah. is just so freeing and so mm. liberating. And yeah, I don't know anyone who has embarked on the journey and looked back and be like, oh, well, that was shit. I'm going to go back to <laughs> feeling shit about myself. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's still, I think it's hard because I, I feel like we're probably in a bubble with it where like my Instagram feed is just full of that message and my it's so empowering and then I speak to like friends or even some of my clients that aren't in that world and I realize that the messaging that they consume every day is still the really toxic stuff and I forget that it's so prevalent still so it just yeah I just think we need to keep shouting as loud as we can and I think like what it really comes down to the crux of it is being able to heal the relationship with ourselves to understand that we are good enough and we are deserving to be free of this. Like we don't deserve to feel shit about ourselves. We deserve to love ourselves and feel good and accept ourselves exactly as we are. Yeah, exactly. And not only do we deserve that, but actually having that is going to make us way more likely to to care for ourselves and nourish ourselves more and I think that's that's the problem is that like the fitness industry and the diet industry is built around shame and guilt and punishment and people think that that's what they need to be motivated 
when actually that's such a short-term motivation and if we could all find that self-love self-compassion we would want to do those things that nourish our bodies because we know that we are worthy of it and deserving of it rather than it's it being some kind of punishment yeah totally and I think as well it's to do with like so you talked about fear-based motivation versus love-based motivation Mm. and yeah fear-based motivation it is short-lived because it's it's so much more high vibe to want to do something because you love to do it versus like being in the scarcity mindset of like oh I'm afraid of I don't know whatever it is that you're afraid of so when you have that intrinsic motivation to be like, I'm going to move my body today because it's going to relieve stress and I'm going to feel better and my like mental clarity is going to be better and I'm going to be able to concentrate more. Like that is such a better motivator than being like, I feel shit about myself. I exactly. Eat so I need to move my body. Then you'll just feel shit and you'll associate the exercise with that. Exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? And so many people do. And that's the problem. That's why people believe that it's willpower that holds them back from doing those things and that they need willpower to like stick at something. Whereas actually, like, we shouldn't need willpower to care for ourselves. Like it shouldn't require willpower. And if it came from like, the right place, it doesn't require willpower. Yeah. And actually, willpower, like, it's it's not a myth per se but well, you, there's yeah. so there's so many different factors that go into having will like you need you need a healthy support network around you to be able to actually input like some people can just do stuff cold turkey but it's a very very mm. small percentage of the population that are actually able to just be like okay that's it I'm going to cut that out the majority yeah. of the time you need to actively go out and try and form new habits because it takes yeah. a long time but after you get into a groove of it, like it'll be with you forever. Yeah, exactly. If it's coming from the right place. Do you have any take home points or words for the audience about everything? I I think that is my biggest take home. And that's what I'm really kind of pushing in my membership at the minute is that that change, like healthy habits and the healthy lifestyle changes have to come from that internal place like you can't build them without doing the internal work and I think that's hard and it's unsexy and it's more boring than all these like you know glamorous workouts that you see but like just trying to force yourself into healthy habits without doing that internal work building the self-love repairing the relationship with yourself it's not going to be long lasting and it's probably not going to be as healthy as the fitness industry makes out um so yeah I think that's my biggest thing is that we have to be prepared to like take the long road it's not a quick fix it's not a 30-day challenge or a 15-minute you know fat burner it's that long-lasting internal work that's going to actually create the change and then you have a lifetime of happiness and mental yeah, clarity. <laughs> of reaping the benefits. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, great. So at the end of each episode, I ask three questions about how you best grab life. So number one, what is the most incredible and exciting thing you've ever done in your life? Definitely quit that job. <laughs> that That one moment of just walking out of that office, having said, I'm not getting what I need from this and I'm done. And yeah, that was it. And that was the start of all the other 
great things. All the good dominoes. Yeah. So number two, what is your favorite little everyday thing that just makes you feel so grounded and grateful? Ooh, that's a nice one. Um, Maybe it can be a few, whatever you want. Um, I think probably calling my calling my family like I literally I speak to my mum every single day and she's very like we've kind of gone on this journey together a little bit actually like especially with the whole mindset shift um and she's like Empower's biggest fan bless her um, <laughs> and she's cute. she's had like an incredible journey with it as well um so yeah I think probably calling home and and like off offloading and debriefing every day <laughs> nice very wholesome yeah and finally what's the next big thing on your bucket list you can't wait to do oh um maybe write a book I think I love writing I've always wanted that's on my list too yeah I've always known that I wanted to write something um and now it's start it's starting to feel more like I actually you know I have something to write about now so yeah I think that's probably it amazing well can't wait to see yeah you do (laughs) so yeah where can the audience find you and maybe tell them a bit about your empower unleash and other projects you have coming up so yeah so i'm on instagram as empower london without the vowel so it's m-p-w-r-l-d-n and i have just um i just launched my founding membership called empower unleashed which is an online subscription to live and on-demand feel-good home workouts and other well-being. We talk a lot about mindset um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm relaunching that officially in January. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that's what I'm working on at the minute. I also do one-to-one coaching and PTing all online as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Marissa. What a nice, wholesome conversation. It's been great. I've loved it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. (laughs) All right, cool. Just a little update for you guys that Marissa is opening the doors to Empower Unleashed, her monthly fitness and self-love program up until the end of this month. So make sure to get on the waiting list by heading to her profile. And I hope that this episode has inspired you guys to Move your body from the intrinsic love and motivation, from loving yourself and wanting to feel good and not for just aesthetics reasons. But no shade if that's you. You know, we all have different goals. I've just found that moving my body to feel good makes me feel better than wanting to change how I look. So I hope that you guys enjoyed the first episode of the Grab Life podcast. I'm so, so, so excited that you're here and look forward to releasing more and hopefully inspire you guys to live life to your fullest, you know? Only you can do that for yourself. So to end with is a little cute jingle that I found online and I absolutely love it. So let it take you away. It's called Italian Ice Cream. See you next time.